Hey everybody, T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries. Uh, getting ready to do Spirit Life tonight. Give you a couple seconds to hop on. Uh, again, share the video, comment where you're from. All that good stuff tonight. We're going to talk about imaginations and visions. The difference between them and how to know the difference. And uh, we're going to look at some scripture and then some practical things that you can do to help you discern between an imagination and a vision. So I'm pretty exciting topic tonight. Again, T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries, Spirit Life. Share, comment where you're from, uh, and uh, get ready to get started here in about a minute. We'll give it another minute, uh, and we're going to open up in prayer and talk about imagination and visions. Uh, while we're waiting, you can go to our website at any time and check out all the places we're going to be. Click on the tabs there. You can donate. You can find uh, teachings and resources. So we want to encourage you to do that as well as YouTube, subscribe to our channel. Uh, and again, we thank you very much for all your support financially and for praying for the ministry and sharing the videos and commenting. Uh, it's just been very exciting to see how God has grown the ministry uh, at our actual location and also online. So we are excited and thank you, thank you, thank you for your support and your help. All right. So for those of you joining, we're going to get started now. T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministry, Spirit Life. We're going to talk about imagination and vision. So let's open up in prayer and we're going to dive right in. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your instruction. We ask that you would open our spiritual ears, open our eyes, uh, that you would open our heart, that we may receive what you have for us tonight, that God, we would be able to grow and mature into who you called us to be, kingdom builders, that we would lack nothing in understanding, that you would bring all wisdom into our life. Tonight, Lord, we pray that you would help us to discern between imagination and vision and be able to really grasp what you're doing in our life through that gift of visions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So first, we're going to talk about imaginations and visions, and we're going to get into how to tell the difference between them. Uh, and the easiest definition for the sake of this topic or this conversation is just remember imagination is from man, or in other words, from you, and a vision is from God. That's the easiest way uh, to really decipher them. You can look up the definitions, but uh, for the sake of what we're doing, one of them, the vision, right, is from God, and the other one, you'll say, well, I had a vision. It could be a vision, or it could just be your imagination. And so turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. We talk about this a lot when we talk about mental things or uh, discerning of spiritual things, because this is one of the, the verses that we use as a platform to really get understanding. So 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. Verse 5, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And so, in the King James, it's a version I just read there, imaginations, desires of the heart, imaginations, are in the same category of a high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. And so this teaching tonight is going to take some maturity on your part, and it's going to take uh, for you to want to grow and to, and to mature, and to be honest with yourself, because when someone says that God showed me something, it's very hard to argue that. It's very hard to say, well, God didn't show it to you, or you made it up. So when somebody says this vision, and it could have been imagination, but they say a vision that like it has from God, uh, it pretty much is at their word and at their, you know, discernment of that vision that we are expected to go by uh, but it's not always from God now you can't do this for anyone else so don't look at someone else's vision and discern if it's from God or not you 
probably won't make many friends doing that. Uh, and you might be wrong unless you really know the heart of God in that uh, particular circumstance. So if somebody gives you a vision, that's when I highly recommend that you discern the vision. Uh, here at PFFM, uh, even myself, if I give a vision, we tell people to, uh, or a word through a vision, we tell people to write it down. Uh, if it's God, you can't get rid of it. If it's from me, you want to get rid of it. So you write it down, uh, you pray about it, and you set it off to the side. Uh, even if you throw it away, it doesn't matter. If it's God, you can't get rid of it. There's no way to get rid of it. If it's from a man, you want to get rid of it anyway. So that's one just a little tip that I'll give you for yourself. But uh, this teaching tonight isn't for you to help discern other people. This is for you. And so keep that in mind. And so Proverbs chapter 28, verse 6. The one who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but the one who walks wisely will flee to safety. And so these kind of teachings, the last couple we've been doing, are really pushing on you and your maturity and you wanting to grow and you saying, God, uh, you know, speak to me and help me develop as a man or woman so I can be effective in the kingdom. And so don't take these things as for someone else. Apply them to your life. Say, I don't want to be a fool. I want to have understanding. And with that comes a part that only you can do. And that's to be honest with yourself. And that is to say, are these from God or are these my imaginations? And we'll look again. We're going to get to that. Uh, but before we get to some biblical things and some practical advice, uh, you know, for the most part, whether God is actually speaking to you or if it's an imagination. And one of the things that uh, I always tell people is that if you don't have a prayer life and you don't have a fasting life, you don't have a reading your Bible, you don't really know the character and nature of God, uh, and you're a person that gets visions every week or God talks to you every week, uh, I would probably lean towards the side of imagination through uh, yourself more than God. Why? Because God's character that shines through someone that he uses also shines through all the other characters of God. In other words, you're going to have to love God and know God for God to use you that powerfully on a regular basis. Remember, when you read the Bible, we're reading about men and women, their entire life, some of them. Uh, and, you know, I know you read through it quick as we turn a page or if you're looking at your iPad, however you read it. But, you know, this is their whole life. Some of them only had two, three, four visions their whole life that are recorded. Uh, and there are people that have a vision every day. I'm not saying you don't, but then your spiritual life, your your commitment to God, your love of Jesus, the demonstration of him in your life should be evident as well. In other words, uh, you should look like what you believe and you should demonstrate what you believe. And that constant relationship at a secret place with God is shared with those who make God, you know, number one, who put him first above everything. So keep that in mind when someone's given a word or you know, look at their life. There's nothing wrong with that. And look at your own life and say, hey, I don't I don't really read much or I don't pray much. It would be kind of odd that God keeps giving me tons and tons of visions and visions and visions without spending any intimate time with God. In other words, uh, don't look for the benefits of the relationship without having a relationship. You know what I mean by that? Uh, and so turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 23. I know it's probably not the best warmest warm up. Uh, welcome. But uh, that's how we want to get started is because we want to lay that good foundation that God will speak to you through visions and dreams, but we need a relationship with him first. Everything we do comes out of relationship and intimacy first with him for no reason than we love him. That's the reason. We love him. We don't do this for what he gives. We do this for him. Big difference, right? So Jeremiah 23, verse 16. This is what the Lord of Army says. Do not listen to the words of the prophet who are prophesying to you that are leading you into futility. They tell a vision of their own imagination not from the mouth of the Lord so yes you can prophesy from man from the imagination of man 
And just because it sounds like God, I mean, I you know, if you imagine a red horse, uh, a green dog, these things aren't even real, but you can imagine them, uh, a flying cow, anything that you can put your imagination to. So, of course, we could put our imagination towards God, towards things of God that aren't visions, but they are of God. In other words, you could imagine God coming down in the clouds on a chariot of fire. doesn't mean God gave you that vision. It means you can imagine it uh, like you can a red horse or a green dog. And so it turns me to 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 9. The reason why I want to show you this in Jeremiah is not every prophetic word that's a vision is actually a vision. It could be an imagination directed towards you uh, or from you for the purpose of giving a seen type word. So 2 Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians, sorry, 2nd chapter, verse 9 is written, Things which eyes have not seen or ears have not heard and which have not entered the human heart all that God has prepared for those who love him. And so verse 10, for to, sorry about that, for to us God revealed them through the Spirit, for Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. So no one knows how much God can show us, right? The eye has not seen, ear has not heard, which has entered the human heart. So we, we have the ability and visions to see beyond what you ever could imagine, whatever you could even dream or hope for. Visions are with God endless imagination is to things that you can create or what you've heard someone preach or talk about or what you've heard uh, someone else give a vision but we understand that God has things that no ear and no eye have ever heard or seen or hearts or any of that so another good way to look at a vision over imagination is if you can imagine it then you can imagine it a vision sometimes is things you can't even imagine things that you can't even right now sitting there by yourself you can't imagine it because it's bigger than your eyes or your heart or your understanding. We haven't gotten to it yet. And so we want to make sure that in our understanding of visions and imagination that we put them in a category of, yes, there can be a simple vision. Yes, there can be a, a simple you know, imagination as well. But most times visions from God are going to stretch you. They're going to, they're going to push you farther than what you can imagine. They're going to they're going to push you to where you know it's not your thoughts. It's definitely a thought of God. If you're a daydreamer, that's a, a little difficult because sometimes you can be, and I know we should never do this, but you might be listening to a service and you might daydream in it and believe it was a vision. And God can get your attention anyway. So always apply it to, is this from God, for God, or is this the imagination of man? In Acts chapter 2, verse 17, in the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all mankind. Your sons, your daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. So we know that God's spirit is where visions come from. They don't come from your imagination. They don't come from your heart. They don't come from your mind. They don't come from understanding. They come from the spirit of God. 100% the spirit of God. That's where real visions from God comes from. So we, we've got to understand if you want to have visions, I know I said this earlier, you have to have God. You need to know God. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 2, uh, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of Antichrist, which you've heard is coming and is now already in the world. We have to know the Spirit of God. You have to know the Spirit of God in everything, but in visions as long as everything else that we do with signs and wonders, miracles, uh, deliverance, discernment, 
uh, even in worshiping God. You really don't even worship God without knowing God because we're told to worship in spirit and truth. So everything we do, we need to know God. We need to know God. If you're not sure if you have an imagination or if you're having a vision, a lot of the problem is you're not really that connected to God because imagination comes from you and visions come from God. It's two completely different sources. And we also can test them because we're told to test the spirit. So we're not going to ask a vision if, if you believe in Jesus because it's a vision or, or an imagination. But you can test to what it leads towards. You know what I mean? Like where it's going, where this vision or this imagination is taking us. If an imagination uh, that you're having takes you to God, a lot of people say, well, then it must have been a God imagination. But you can have a imagination vision mixture. And I know this gets confusing and I know you want more clarity on it. We're going to get there. So give us some time. But uh, so you can have beginning of an imagination that goes to a vision or you can have a vision that you add your imagination to. Now, how you've seen this? Absolutely, you have. You've heard someone prophesy and in it or preaching or teaching. And in it, there's them and there's God. And I know that you've heard teaching and preaching and prophecy where you've, you've felt that. You felt, well, this is the person's opinion and this is God. Their voice changes. The authority changes. The, the whole demeanor or the countenance of the person uh, goes from them to God. And you know when it's God and you know when God leaves and, and the Spirit's coming back on into uh, using that as a mouthpiece or a vessel for healing or deliverance. Uh, and you know when something just sounds a little good but not God. So the fortune-telling woman, a little different because she was using a wrong spirit. But that's where uh, a lot of our false visions, which could be imaginations, but you in discern as a vision, they come from fortune-telling. Not from fortune-telling, but the spirit that a fortune-teller would use. Or uh, from those who read tarot cards and stuff. And so... The enemy will get into your flesh, in, in your brain. He'll get in your, your imagination, and that's where he uses for his visions. He uses your imagination. God uses his eyesight, in other words, his vision, for his visions. And Satan will use your imagination, and he'll have you believe that that imagination that you possess, that he now has taken control over, we say, well, I'm not worshiping Satan. I don't mean to the degree of being possessed. Again, we talked about that with Christians. You cannot be, but you can be influenced. But Satan needs your gift. And so he'll make you believe that what you're seeing is a vision so that you follow the vision. And everyone around you follows the vision. That's where we get false prophetic words. So they have a spiritual feeling to them. You know, They're not just like a, a, a red horse. There's a spiritual feeling to that. But if it was an imagination that Satan has grabbed a hold of, stealing your gifting, and he's applying his spirit influence into it for a non-discerning ear or for a, uh, I don't use this word lightly, but an immature Christian who hasn't been seasoned in the word or seasoned in ministry, they're going to hear a vision because they're going to recognize a spirit within the vision, even though that vision is actually an imagination. Hope I didn't lose you. Got a little confusing. We'll say it again. But so in the imagination of a person, the enemy will get in there and put his spirit into that imagination so that imagination feels like there's a spiritual thing to it. Uh, the woman that was saying, these are the men of the Most High coming to tell you how to be saved. Well, it felt like God, sounded like God, so most people believed it. Paul turned around and rebuked it. Well, how did he know? Because he's discerning the Spirit. He's testing, according to First John we just read, he's testing the Spirit. Because Satan will throw in enough spiritual parts into it that you, you know, 
at first it'll be like, man, that sounds like God. But then when you really listen to it, there's not God in it. It's a spirit in it, but it's not God. So imagination for a Christian can be a very dangerous thing. Now, God's given us imagination so we can imagine the things of heaven, that we can imagine his goodness, uh, that we can set our mind on him. Uh, and that's more of a purposeful. I want to see the good in God. I want to look at the clouds and imagine God. I want to, there's nothing wrong with those things. Imagination isn't harmful, isn't hurtful in itself. But as a Christian just spends all their time focusing and ministering through an imagination, it, it can become a very dangerous place for the enemy to put influence into that imagination. Not only will people around you start to believe it, but when people start validating a imagination used by the enemy as vision, then you'll start to believe what you are experiencing is actually of God. Now, if that's you and you're listening to me uh, here on this teaching, you're saying, well, how do, how do I know? Like, How do I know if what I'm experiencing is an imagination with the influence of the demonic in it, making it appear to be from God? Well, that is a the very hard question to answer on a uh, meeting like this without talking to you personally. But one of the things that really, again, I want to come back to and keep stressing this, is your desire for relationship, intimacy with God, stronger than your desire for the gifts? Is your desire for intimacy, relationship with God, stronger than your desire for the gifts? Are you praying to know God more, to have more intimacy with God, to have more relationship with God? Or are you praying, God, use me more? God, I want more healings, more deliverance, more signs and wonders. God, make me accurate. Lord, give me words. Give me uh, you know, prophecies. If, if you're praying and seeking God, there's a good possibility that your visions are from God. There's almost a guarantee. I can't say that 100% because I don't know you personally. But it's almost a guarantee because your heart is set on the things of God. Okay, so when Peter... I uh, got rebuked by Jesus. He didn't say there was a demon in you. He said your mind is set on the things uh, against God because his mind was somewhere else, right? So our minds can be somewhere else. But if your heart is for the kingdom, if your heart is seek first the kingdom, right? Seek Jesus. Seek what he has. If your heart's there, then your imagination will only imagine the things of Jesus. They won't imagine things outside that because your heart, where your heart is, your imagination normally connects to it. I'm married, love my wife. She's beautiful, absolutely beautiful to me. So when I think about my wife, I imagine her beauty. I think about her just how I see my wife, beautiful, smiling, can't wait to see me. That's how I imagine her. I don't imagine any other woman. I imagine my wife uh, because that is who I am in a relationship with. That's who I'm married to. That's who my heart is set to. And so when your heart is set to God, set to Jesus, set to the things of the kingdom. Your imagination will be for the things of the kingdom, things for Jesus. So it's very hard for the enemy to use your imagination because it's set for the kingdom of God. And when your heart is for Jesus, you care more about Jesus than all this, the, the, the gifting. And the gifting is important. We need the gifting. I believe in the gifting, support the gifting. We want more gifting in the body of Christ. But our focus is intimacy, relationship, character, nature of God. That is our 100% first priority in pushing in and so when you start testing these things you can test by the desires of your heart right because where your heart is and and where you are directing your imagination because it's yours to control take every thought captive it is yours you can control your imagination don't let it run don't let it go to evil don't let it think of things you shouldn't think of 
even if you're not looking at them online, if you're imagining them, it's not good for you. You want to get away from that stuff. Uh, we know that imagination can be a blessing in the kingdom, and we know imagination can be, as we just talked about, uh, in a place or the vehicle in which Satan can grab a hold of it and use it for wrong. And so we want to keep moving forward in this with visions and visions now. We're going to move into visions. And so we're talking about where we separate the vision from God and the imagination with maybe a spiritual influence in it from Satan. So we're, we're separating these right now. We're discerning them. So when Peter's on the rooftop in Acts, in the Turner with me, but Acts chapter 10, when he's on the rooftop having a vision, he's discerning the vision. The sheep comes down, he's got creepy critters, and he says, no, Lord, I will not. And people think he's arguing with God. Well, he is and he isn't. What he's doing uh, is that he's seeing a vision of something with creepy critters and God saying, eat them, and it goes against his understanding of God. And so he's making sure that this is not just a, a figment of his imagination because he's hungry on a rooftop waiting for a meal, uh, that he's imagining this, he's testing it. And if it's a vision from God, you're not going to get rid of it. Imagination, you can get rid of it. But a vision, Peter argued three times with the sheet that came up and down, and it never left. Why? Because visions are from God, and you can't get rid of a vision from God. Imagination will change and shift and move and keep developing into uh, what is receivable or what is comfortable to you to what makes you have peace about it. Now, that's not God. God's not always concerned about how you receive it or your peace about it or how it is when you give it to other people. Uh, God's concerned about getting his kingdom built, his purpose done. And so when Peter's doing this, he's really discerning. It comes down three times, and he's discerning because it's, it's a little off. You hear, remember in the beginning I said, imaginations are always going to line up with what you know, but visions can be of anything because they're from God. We know John the Revelator. He had visions of things we can't even describe. Paul went to heaven. Well, he said, I know a man who went up into heaven, third heaven, and saw things unexpressible. Can't even talk about them. So you can't even imagine it. The heart, we read a verse in the beginning. The heart can't even imagine the things that God has for us. So Peter is discerning the vision, but you don't have to worry about losing a vision. Uh, I've uh, given lots of words through the gift of seeing over, uh, I don't know how many years, probably 20 some years of ministry now. And I forget them when I'm done because when it's off, it's not me. It's another good sign. If you can't remember them, it's probably God, an imagination you can always bring up. But if I meet that person and God wants to share it to me again, uh, I'll have the, the detail that I had today there because a vision is not contingent on you. It is from God and you can't get rid of them. So I want to go over with you uh, three really key verses here to wrap this up because I want to explain to you what a vision actually is. A vision is not what you're seeing. Now I know a vision is what you see, but that's not really what a vision is. Now I want, you to, I want to explain this to you because it's going to help you really understand how much different an imagination and a vision is. I mean, they're not even in uh, the same ballpark or uh, same you know planet. They're, they're far, far away. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love. So, Jesus was around before the foundations of the earth. We know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 20, For he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared in these last times for the sake of you. One more verse on this, John 1, uh, ch uh, chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word 
was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has not come into being. So God has always been. Jesus has always been. The word has always been. Before Jeremiah, before we formed you in a womb, he knew you, right? So we know that God is outside of what we count as time. Now follow with me on this one. Take a break. I'll take a little pause for a minute. But God is outside what we consider time. We are stuck to the confinement of time. God is not in time. The end, the beginning, is already done. God's been to both parts. There is no end. It's the beginning for him. The end for us is really the beginning because there is no end because he is the beginning of everything and there is no end. So when you get a vision, it is God showing you in his timeline what he wants you to see in a way that you can relate or understand it. All right, so a vision is God allowing you to see into his timeline the way and the how he needs you to see it. It's not an imagine putting out there into the atmosphere. Imagination pushes nothing out into something. Your imagination is nothing and it creates it into something. A vision is allowing you to see what is actually there. Visions are not just figments of imagination or expressions of ideas a vision is a real time place a time stamp in the kingdom of god when that sheet came down uh, for peter to go and minister that was the timing for him to do that when paul got knocked on the road and, and had a vision that was the timing of god that was not a imaginary thing it was paul stepped into the timing peter stepped into the timing when you get a word, you're stepping into the timing. This is why not everyone gets a word at meetings. This is why you can't just give words to people. This is why uh, you know you may have been the same place forever, and all of a sudden you get a word of something. What's happening is God is allowing you to see into the place that has already existed in the supernatural, but you're seeing it through your natural eyes. So why is there different things in visions? Because God talks to you the way God needs to talk to you. So, uh, and I saw like scales on Paul's eyes that fell off uh, when he prayed. And Peter saw creepy critters on a sheep. And so all through your Bible, uh, the visions of the bronze shoes and the, and the different things all through scripture of God used. So how come he just doesn't use normal, what we would consider like normal things, like just a bowl means a bowl or this means that. Because God talks to you individually and very personally and very on a relational relationship basis here. Uh, you know, it's based on knowing who you are. So he's going to show you in a vision things that he wants to get across, but he's going to use the vision and symbols that make sense to you. So if a dog means love to you and a cat means not love, uh, then you would see a dog and a cat for those two different situations. If uh, a horse is a, a sense of security to you or if a horse is a sense of frustration or a house means this or that, God is simply, in his grace, showing you a timeline in the already done established plans of God. As you enter into the kingdom that's moving outside the realm of the natural, the kingdom of God has already expanded, has already built, and has already reached the end of the beginning, and in the beginning of the end, no matter how you look at it. And you're stepping into that, and you're seeing that. So he told Abraham, you'll be the, the father of nations. How? Because he saw it. Not that he saw it as in saw it out there. He saw it as he was there. Jesus was here when Adam was in the garden. We we experience life when we're born, but God knew us before we were in the womb. I mean, he knew every hair on our head. He knows who you're having as grandchildren before you even know if you have children to have grandchildren with. So 
God's outside of all that. A vision is stepping into what's already done in a timeline that God has. And he's using the symbols or uh, little key things that make you know it's God. And that's one of the ways you can always guarantee it's God. And so different things, and we won't get into a great bunch of details about it with me. But if I have a vision for someone to see a cow, I, I have a love for cows. I grew up with them. And I know that means this for a person. Uh, if I would see a fire, I know it would mean this. If I see uh, a motorcycle or if I saw a blueberry or whatever it is, I know what those things mean. Uh, the way I see it, I know what tone I'm supposed to give it in, what style or mannerisms. I know um, how they light up or what comes on or the TV or the, or the, the movie playing, in other words, over them. Uh, if it's in color, if everything's in color, how deep it is, if it's 4K, if there's depth, if there's all these different dimensions. It takes years and years and years of building relationship with God and understanding visions to be able to get to that point. Uh, my imagination on a scale of 1 to 10 and 10 being uh, the most high def thing you've ever seen, the most creative, awesome anything ever been, my imaginations you know, are 1, maybe 1. 1.5 on the scale of that. Uh, visions are always tens. They're always uh, greater, more clarity, more understanding, more direct, more uh, not just seeing into it, but feeling it, encountering it, tangible, you know, real. They're, they're a presence that's in them of God. There's always a God first presence before that vision even starts. Imagination, you can just do at any time. A vision, there's always a God presence first. They're always experience him before that, that supernatural eyesight opens up into the realm of of what God has called you to do. And so we have to practice to turn off our imagination and just practice to settle ourselves. You don't practice having visions, but you practice settling yourself, closing your eyes and settle yourself to see and understand the things of God. It's not a natural thing. You need to discipline yourself and take every thought captive, every imagination. Because if you don't get them out of your, your thought process, out of your brain, uh, you don't leave room in there to experience the visions of God. You got to get all that junk out of there first. And then when you get into a vision the first time, it's an encounter with God. It's a it's a walking into a place spiritual that you're not normally in. It's a realm that we're not always in. But we are not of this world. We're spiritual beings. If you're born again tonight, you are a spiritual being. You are a new creation in God. The reason you need that, even in these bodies, is because to enter into that realm of the supernatural to where you can see visions and have dreams that are of God, you need to be in a new born again you. The old you can't do this. All right. And so for people who aren't born again, haven't experienced that new life in God, all they have is imaginations. And you, but again, you can tell them, you can tell that by that person, by the characteristics that they demonstrate of the relationship that they have in God. You can see that there's not a connection between what comes out of their mouth and the intimacy that they claim. And other people you meet, the intimacy that they have with God is very evident, uh, not only in you know when you're speaking with them, but in the manifestation of it, but also in the gifting the accuracy or the way it comes out, their prayer life, you say, hey, I know that person loves God or I know uh, that person has met God. And so in the realm of visions, and we can get into it more of it later, but they're so far apart from imagination that there's a presence you feel. There's a, an entering into the timeline of God that has already existed that you're allowed to see into, that you're experiencing firsthand. There's also the thing that makes it so personal is talking to you the way no one else would understand. I have little looks or little emojis, I guess they call them now. Yeah, so they call them emojis on your Facebook or whatever, uh, that I can send to my wife that she knows and her, her and I. It's only for us. Nobody would understand it. And so you have that with God. You'll get those things with God that 
you know it's a vision because there's this little trademark, you know, spiritual things that are only for you that you know it's it's daddy or papa's talking to you because you recognize it. Like you can you can feel it, right? Uh, and so visions are alive. They're moving. They're, they're the kingdom of God. They're ordered. They are purposeful. They have meat in them. They have life in them. They're, you know, spiritual in the sense of speaking that they're spiritual in a dimension that you're not always walking in. Right now, all around us, even though you can't see it, there's angels, there's demons, there's uh, the supernatural realm. Uh, we are a part of a protective covering that we can't see in there. And we shouldn't go in that realm without the permission of God, without the leading of the Holy Spirit. So we want to stay away from fortune tellers and psychics and drugs and psychedelic drugs. And we want to take away from all these other religions because they illegally take you into that place, but you're not protected in there. You need the covering of God. You need the blood of Christ. You need to be in that spiritual realm and be protected and be able to function and operate and move and do what you're called to do and be able to come out of that place uh, without even the smell of smoke. So not that there's smoke in there, but I'm using it for reference of the fire would only burn off what God wants it to. You're protected. You're his child. Uh, you have the name tag on. You're allowed to enter into it. And so keep this in mind tonight as we wrap this up. Imaginations are of men. Visions are of God. And visions are the snapshot or that, that scene in the timeline of what God has already released. And he's simply given it to you to see. And giving you the little indicators or symbols or, um, you know, stuff that makes it personal to you. So when you hear someone give a word from a seer, not about here, but from a seer, what they're doing is they're looking into what God had for that person at that time. And that spiritual opening is happening. They're looking into that place. Uh, and in that place, they're going to give to the interpretation based on the understanding of of already having these things manifest in their life. They've already learned how to speak the symbols or how to speak what God is showing them. So it comes out of their mouth in a fluent, normal word. Uh, but to them, they could have been seeing all kinds of things that they are processing through relationship. Through relationship. Can't stress that enough. Uh, and so I don't want to keep going into how to see and how to get into that. We're going to do a school uh, here, hopefully, School of the Prophets. We've been uh, really excited to release it, but we've been putting it off a little bit because uh, we want to make sure we're going the right direction of how to lead the school. There's a lot of schools about it, uh, but we want to really be spirit-led and find out how deep to go into that supernatural realm and how deep to explain what happens in that realm and uh, how to maneuver yourself in there, how to build yourself spiritually for that, uh, how to operate within there, the understanding of that intimacy and that relationship and that time stamp that we're allowed to see in. And so we want to make sure that we get all these things really, uh, you know, fine print, detailed and all that good stuff before we release it. Uh, but I think for tonight, we're going to end on this because I don't want to go much farther with it. Um, we'll pick it up again sometime, maybe in the School of the Prophets or another uh, spirit life. But remember, imagination from man, visions from God. Listen to us again and again and again. Uh, share the video. If you're on YouTube, subscribe it. Uh, comment where you're from. Again, go to website. You can find out all the information about us. For those watching us on a podcast, uh, we appreciate how we're growing. Uh, different countries around the world, different continents. is amazing how God is using uh, these videos and the podcasts here. So we really appreciate it. I want to pray with you before we end that God will give you clarity and understanding and that you pursue the spiritual 
very real spiritual side of Christianity uh, with all the gifts and all the moving of the spirit and that you would be a part of this world, but you're not of this world anymore. You were born again into a new, uh, a new spiritual being. You have Jesus as your new spiritual father. You have access to these things in the end days. Uh, God's going to pour out his spirit and we're in that time now, I believe. I don't know when he's returning, but I believe we're in that season. And so we want to really embrace visions that are accurate, visions that are of God, and visions that come from a place of intimacy first. Don't rush the manifestations of God. Push into intimacy. When you build enough intimacy, the, the manifestations of that relationship will start to happen. But pursue intimacy over manifestations. You'll never get in trouble doing that. Pursuing manifestations over intimacy, you could pick up a weird... Uh, unfamiliar or familiar spirit. You could pick up an angel of light as Satan even disguised himself as an angel of light uh, and you could end up being deceived like the elect. So we want to make sure our foundations and all these things are intimacy, intimacy, intimacy with the Father, relationship, wanting him above everything else. So let's pray and we'll wrap this up. Father, we thank you for this word tonight. We thank you for helping to see a difference in imagination and vision. We thank you, Father, that you're going to release understanding to your children tonight, to your brothers, uh, to my brothers and sisters, to your sons and daughters. That, God, you will help us to remove anything that's not of you. We may have picked up things by using imagination. And, Father, that we may all pursue you intimate, that we may pursue relationship, that we may pursue knowing you and loving you. And let the byproduct of that be the signs and wonders and miracles and uh, gifts of the Spirit, discernment and signs of prophecy, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, God. But we really want you. We want you more than anything else. So let our visions that you give us be first of you and your goodness of who you are, that we may grow mature into that man or woman you called us to be, advancing the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you for joining me, T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries, Spirit Life. Go to the website. It's on the bottom of your screen. Check it out. You can text or call the phone number if you have any questions. Uh, we got a couple places we're going. If you'd like to have us at your place, just uh, reach out to us and, and get a hold of us. We'll set that up. If you want to partner with the ministry, go to the website. Hit the partner tab, and you can join in with us in prayer and uh, finances, and we'll join together and keep building the kingdom. Thank you very much for your time. Again, God bless. And uh, we'll be live on Friday at around 7. We start with worship, so we'll be live around 8. God bless, God bless, God bless.